It's Naughty by Natty, baby. What is up, everybody? Back again for episode... Fuck. I don't even know. I want to say 42. I think 42. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It's been a while since I read y'all a story. So, um, I think I'm going to read you a story for this episode. And, um, get back to a little bit of the, what I was doing at the beginning. And, um, yeah. So, uh, this story is called Thumping in the Bible. A Brief Introduction to Sex in the Old Testament by Jack Merningham. I think it was Umberto Eco who said that he dreaded reading the Bible as a teenager until he discovered how much sex was in it. He has a point. Not too far into Genesis, God says, It's not good for a man to be alone, a belief I've long subscribed to. And first he makes the animals, then Eve. I'd rather not (laughs) comment on the order of these events. The implications are clear to those who want them to be clear. I'd rather point out that Adam's gets a partner in Eden faster than most of us would in a sex addict's convention. (coughs) Oh my god. Alright. And such is the nature of the Bible as a whole. Couplings are common. Incest, um, omnipresent, and inudo aplenty. The good book does not lack for good parts, especially the Old Testament. You just have to sift through endless lists of Progeny and litanies of the scourges inflict on the Israelites to get to them. Take the story of Abraham and Sarah, originally Abram and Sariah, the second example of sex in Genesis. In the course of a few chapters, Sarah, while pretending to be Abraham's sister, Abram's sister. I can't read, you guys. Remember? Did you forget? Because now you're reminded uh (laughs) all right sarah while pretending to be abram's sister to protect him gets abducted into the pharaoh's harem bad pharaoh bad pharaoh proves herself to abraham's half-sister what the fuck gets released then gets taken into abby melch's harem who is warned by god not to go near her Gets released, convinces Abraham to have a baby, Ishmael, with the maid, Hagar, and eventually has a baby, Isaac, with him, herself, with him, herself. So much happens so fast in the Bible that reading it for naughty bits is like trying to distinguish body parts in scramble adult channels on TV. If your attention wavers for even an instant, you risk missing the enchilada. Amid all the wham-bam sex tales in the early books of the Old Testament, the most interesting involved Lot and his daughter. Daughters. Lot, you'll remember, was the one man in Sodom that the Lord decided to save from the fire and brimstone. So he sends two angels to Lot's house to warn him of the destruction and give him instructions for getting himself and his family out of Dodge. Now, the inhabitants of Sodom were called sodomites for nothing so when they see the two male angels certified hotties going into lot's house they want a piece of the action 
Both old and young, all the people from every quarter circle around Lot's house, banging on his door, calling, Where are the men which came into thee this night? Bring them to us, that we may know them. Among the fabulous euphemisms for sex in the King James translation, to know, is one of my favorites. I envision a mob of sex fiends hemmed in around Enrique Iglesias screaming, We want to know you. We just want to know you. You get the point. Lot realizes he has a difficult situation on his hands, so he goes out to the throng, locking the door behind him, and says, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Behold, now I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you, and do ye to them as in good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing, for therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. Here's a good example of what can transpire in the course of a few biblical words. You can scan the line, scan it again, and say to yourself, In place of the angels, did Lot just offer the crowd his virgin daughters to do what they will? I mean, being a good host is nice and all, but that seems a bit extreme. The mind reels, not unproductively, at what would befall the innocents if they were cast to the awaiting wolves. Thankfully, the angels intervene. They pull Lot back into the house and blind the sodomites pressing against the door. Then they facilitate Lot's exit with wife and daughters in tow, but in their flight across the plain. Lot's wife makes the mortal mistake of looking back, like many of us, towards old relationships and is turned into a pillar of salt. Yet the saga of Lot and his daughters is not over. Having fled to the town of Zor, he eventually becomes afraid and moves himself and his daughters to the mountains. Apparently it was a little underpopulated up there, and his daughters began to despair of ever getting out, ever getting nookie. The older says to the younger, Our father is old and there is not a man in this earth to come in unto us after the manner of all the earth. Come let us make our father drink wine and we will lie with him, that we may preserve the seed of the father. Ah, the old get dad drunk and have him impregnate us trick. Pretty sneakily, sis. So on consecutive nights, the daughters get lot schnookered and go lie with him again and euphemism <laughs> though not as good as come in unto lot the sod doesn't seem to notice either time eventually each of his daughters gives birth to a son now mind you all this happened in the first 20 pages of the bible at least in my edition this is some kind of book my comparison comparison the first 20 pages of best american erotica contain nowhere near as much sex and a fraction of the scandal. True conventional erotica tends to have more objective, heavy descriptions of sex than one finds in the holy book. The Song of Solomon is the ex exception, as we will see. But for sheer quantity of nudge-nudge, the Bible is up there. By and large, the Old Testament is a very weird document full of bizarre and rather unsavory tidbits that the New Testament tried to smooth over. Even God himself had to be re rendered kinder and gentler the second time around. For in the Hebrew books, he was forever casting plagues and uh, famines down on people and insisting on himself as a consuming fire and a jealous God. In Isaiah 3, for example, the haughty daughters of Zion with their wanton eyes walking and mincing as they go 
and making a tinkling with their feet will be smote down by the Lord and he will discover their secret parts. Oh, best take off those bangles before it's too late. But my favorite Old Testament oddly occurs in Deuteronomy 23 where in a list of all those who will not be making it to heaven it is written he that is wounded in the stones or hath his privy member cut off shall not enter into the congregated of the Lord rum thing not only do you have to go through this life without the previous of previous but the gates of paradise are closed to you to boot and the fact that you can sing a decent falsetto is pretty minor recompense recompense yet the intrigue of this passage doesn't end there why in fact are the memberless or the crushed testicles not welcome in the new Jerusalem interesting question there are a number <laughs> there are numerous medieval theological debates about whether angels eat and drink piss and shit and where it would go if they do but I've never heard anyone ask if they screw. Yet here, perhaps, is evidence that the celestial nightclub serves up more than just juice and cookies. Perhaps this is not the venue to re-subscribe us in the 13th century scholastic arguments, but the point is still intriguing. If it was just sex, the elect were after, the penis would be enough. But if the balls are also necessary, this suggests a certain important Import to the male ejaculate as well. To my mind, this complicates Aquinas' notion that the postprandial material discharge of angels is only a vapor but not a flatulence, mind you. For even if we agree that angel excretion is but gas, what are we to do with angel jizz? Aquinas would probably have described it as some kind of nominal hand motion. Even in the briefest introductions to sex in the Old Testament, no account can ignore one of the most erotic equisites texts, not just in the Bible, but in the whole history of Western literature. The Song of Solomon, in all the reams of biblical interpretation, this is the text that has received the most treatment. The reasons are twofold. The Song of Solomon is sufficiently explicit to be embarrassing to the anti-sensuality of the later Christian church, and thus required extensive backpedaling this is the obvious confessed reason so many monks spilled their ink on its pages the other only slightly less obvious is that it is very fun to read and decidedly arousing especially if the only thing you're reading is samuel and jeremiah's accounts of the punishment visited upon the wicked in effect the song of solomon is generally agreed to be a dialogue between two lovers although i for one detect more Then two total speakers, but that truly is a debate outside our scope. One called Solomon, not necessarily the famous king who appears elsewhere in the Old Testament. The other, his unnamed lover, who was by told, who by some accounts may have written the piece. Orthodox Christian interpretations attempt to downplay the hot and heavy eroticism in the song by saying that the female lover is the church. Solomon is Christ, and that the and their love is a spiritual union of the material Christian apparatus with the higher spiritual spiritual forces. Yeah, right. The song begins, 
The song of songs, which is Solomon's, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for thy love is better than wine. If the point here was supposed to be that the church wants to merge itself with the love of Christ, the Savior, there would have been considerably less distracting ways of saying it. No, the Song of Solomon is a love poem, and the love is a very corporeal one that is made that it made it into the foundation book of Christianity is a mystery beyond my comprehension. But like the Psalms, here is a part of the Bible that can be read purely for the love of its poetry. There is no need for an aggressive of all the evocative imagery in the song. Most of it speaks for itself. There are, however, a few highlights, such as when the lover says that her beloved feeds among the lilies, and that her hands, when she rises up to him, drop with murder. And Solomon, meanwhile, says to her, Thy lips, O my spouse, drop as a honeycomb. Honey and milk are under my tongue. And she back to him, Blow on my garden, that the spices thereof may flow out. Let my beloved come into his garden and eat the pleasant fruits. Heart be stilled. Right. Even amid the glories of these and similar passages, the author of the song does strike an odd chord or two. Such compliments as, Thy neck is like the tower David builded for an armory, or Thy hair is as a flock of goats that appear from Mount Gilead, Gilead have perhaps lost some of their charm in the last few thousand years. A modern adaption might be, Thy hair is like Cornell freshmen plunging into the gorges of Ithaca. Furthermore, the line that precedes the one about the mirror-drenched hands always struck me as a bit overdone. My beloved put in his hand by the hole of the door, and my bowels removed for him. Yes, well, I'm all for psycho psychosomatic response, but that's a bit much. Fan though I am, I hadn't read much of the Bible until I went to graduate school and on a rather prolonged lark, decided to become a medievalist. As a result, I found myself a late 20-something pagan, having to read the whole of the good book. I did it straight through, not quickly, mind you, but steadily. What I discovered between the now-worn-off covers of my red-letter edition corresponded so minimally to what I had anticipated, I wondered if I had the right religion. The sex and the sexual oddities were only some of the Bible's unforeseen pleasures. Other include the almost James Bond-like coolness of Christ, the beauty of Paul's prose, the phenomenal stories of Job and Ruth, the bombus of Ezekiel, etc. Having now read the entire Bible multiple times over, I am still a pagan, but I am all for placing copies in every hotel room. It's the most influential book in Western culture, and it's a lot better than dial-up porn. And that's it for that story. Sorry if my shitty reading confused the fuck out of you, because I got confused through there. But, you know, that's nothing new. Okay, guys. Um, so, there is a couple shows coming up. I posted in the punk scene on Facebook, but um, I only got a few. So the first two that I see is um, on, we got 
Perfect Sense, T.O.B. and more at Yucca Tap Room on March 12th. It's a free show. And then we also have... There's another one on the 12th. I have to just have to go through all these posts. What the fuck? Well, it says zombie zone and ring finger no pinky. But it's uh, it's in Bisbee, Arizona at the Hitching Post. So there's also that one. Um, if you guys have any posters for next weekend send them on over to naughtybynatty at gmail.com or just post them in the naughty by natty page or send me a message um let's see i can look up some shit right now on facebook really quick all right so there's a ska show at the yucca tap room at 8 p.m. and that will be Tuesday so by the time you hear this podcast it will be today so tonight unless you hear it like days after but yeah so it's gonna be Tuesday March 8th is the Scott show and then Mm. There's another show with Aqua Dolls and Sitting on Stacy, and that is at it says 130 North Central Avenue in Phoenix. So um, that show starts at 6:30, 16 and up. Um. And $16 tickets for pre-sales and $18 at the door. Um, Also, Saturday at the Rebel Lounge is American Standards. And then a Continent Named Coma, Foreign Bodies, and Young Misery. That was at 7.30 at the Rebel Lounge. They got Karaoke at Rips. uh, Every Friday at 9. And... (laughs) At the Marquee, the darkness is going to be here. You guys remember those fucking dudes. I believe in a thing called love. band but yeah um i'm not gonna read all the show things um flyers because there's a shitload i don't want to bore you um with those people that don't go to shows but you should go to shows um i'm gonna read you this is another filler episode too by the the way guys okay let's do a, a dirty death Naughty, naughty, naughty definition. Alright, this one 
you've probably heard on a past episode and it's called the bait and tackle the sailors use this one in the old navy days before you go off for a long lonely voyage get yourself a tall jar and fill it completely with earthworms when you get lonely open the jar and fuck away the earthworms will provide some slithery stimulation and your protein load will keep them nicely fed. Gone fishing. Yes, I've read that one before. Because it's fucking hilarious. Alright. Let's see. Dutch treat. The unexpected result of a Dutch oven gone terribly wrong. Can be very messy. That is the Dutch treat. Yum. Uh, DVDA is the abbreviation for double anal, double vaginal. This is the term used when a girl takes four cocks in two holes. A hardcore porn industry norm. Y'all seen that? Uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys have. And this is one, you know, that a lot of y'all have heard of and probably have done because y'all are freaks uh donkey punch banging a girl doggy style and then moments before you come you stick your dick in her ass and then punch her in the back of the neck the blow to the neck will stun the muscles in the female's ass which will constrict the penis and give you a tremendous orgasmic experience when you ejaculate and that folks is the donkey punch Alright, so a while back I told you that I was going to like learn some random sentences or like sayings in another language. Um, I haven't really done that yet, so <laughs> that is still in the works. Um, I was looking some stuff up here and there, but um, I've just, yeah, I'm slacking big time. That's why you're getting so many fillers. And this last few weeks I did those three last episodes and I was on top of them. But now I gotta do all that again. So it's gonna be a minute, but yes. Um, I will <laughs> do the whole um, saying like some type of word in another language or sentence but yeah it's hard I've tried I tried it at work just fucking around bored um but like I could barely read sentences so trying to read and pronounce words in another language is going to be very tricky and difficult but it's gonna be like a great time for you guys because <laughs> you just sit there and fucking laugh about it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's that. Um, I think. Uh, so I know there's a few other things that I said was coming up but I haven't got to them. Um, I do have 
another person lined up for BDSM, actually a few people. So finally, after like 40 fucking weeks, we may be getting some good stories on that. Um, if you know anybody that actively is into or is a furry, uh, let them know they can email me at naughtybynatty at gmail.com because I would like to interview somebody on that topic. Um, also for, uh, like a non-monogamous relationship, like if there's anybody out there that's willing to speak on that, because I know there's a lot of people, um, that do have those kind of relationships, and I would like to shed some light on that topic, and for people that are curious, because, um, I know there's a lot of people that actually would like to try being non-monogamous in their relationship non-monogamous so um yeah and then if you have any addictions or mental health that you want to talk about or um anything at all that you want to talk about that is interesting or can help somebody out then yeah, definitely, um, you can come on the show, just email me again at naughtybynatty at gmail, and, um, yeah, um, I'm gonna, this is a short one today, guys, and I am going to be playing a song by The Posters, and this song is called... Do Easy by the posters. So enjoy and follow those motherfuckers on all social media. Alright, bye. Stay on beat, keep peace between them. Race precision when you need them. Cultivated will extend slide and do easy. Do easy. Flow like water, no resistance, gravitation, force, relentless, parallel, alive, and present time. Do easy. Do easy. Do easy. about other religions or learning about beliefs different from your own? Ever question how spiritual practices like tarot cards or how mediums came to be a thing? Do you believe in the supernatural? Or do you think it's all made up? We are two friends with opposite views when it comes to the spooky and the paranormal. Hi, I'm Krista and I'm your resident believer. Hi, I'm Amy and I think it's all horse shit. 
Every week, we release two episodes where we do a deep dive into one of our chosen topics. A few we've already covered are Satanism, the varying beliefs around reincarnation, serial killers and the supernatural, voodoo, the corrupt self-care industry. For example, for our Haunted Places episode, we focused on how people used to bury the dead all over the world and, of course, how women are still to blame for everything wrong with humankind. Yep, and I might have been a buzzkill on that one because I chimed in, thanks to the science community, how ghosts eh, aren't really a thing. On Thursdays, we each deep dive into a story that correlates with our topic. For Haunted Places, I covered the infamous Haunted Winchester House and Krista took us back to her hometown roots to the ghostly deadly town. Believer or not, tune in to learn and open your mind about different cultures, religions, and spiritual practices. Sometimes we just call some of this stuff plain weird, but you can also expect to have a good laugh because we do not take ourselves seriously. You can find Bewitch Banter on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. To learn more, you can visit bewitchbanter.com. Take a listen, and if you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Peace, Bewitches. Peace. If you're looking for any audio recording or you'd like to record your own podcast, please visit Cosmic Soup Recording, where you can turn your ideas into reality. Whether you're looking to record one song or a whole album, Cosmic Soup Recording will fit any budget. For more information, visit CosmicSoupRecording.com or call or text at 480-331-7687. That's 480-331-SOUP. Also available on all social media. Cosmic Soup Recording is located in Phoenix, Arizona, near 24th Street and Thomas. Call now for a free quote or to book your session today. 480-331-7687.